All right. Like I mentioned, this will be our final week for our monthly theme of freedom. We had a theme verse from Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It was for freedom that Christ set us free, as well as John chapter 8, verse 36. It says, if the Son sets you free, you shall be what? Free indeed. And so if you were with us last week, and if you weren't, and you have access to a computer, you can check us out on Android through SoundCloud or iTunes and listen to last week's sermon. But we're going to pick right back up looking in Galatians. We talked last week a little bit about what was happening with the church there. And it was interesting because of the parallels that kind of sounded like today's society. You know, you think about it. This is Paul speaking to the church in Galatians. And this is how many thousands of years ago, right? Couple. Couple. At least two. And then it's kind of staggering to think, you know, the saying history repeats itself is obviously evident because you're sitting here going, of, you know, 
looking at the scripture maybe, especially if you have access to an electronic device, through a different translation. So we're looking at Galatians chapter 5. Now, your translation probably says something like, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. What in the world does that mean? Right? We were free because of freedom? Well, duh, right? You're like, oh, that's not really helpful, Paul. I don't really know what that means. Right? Could you imagine being in the church of, in Galatians going, we're free because Christ freed us? Okay, but we're free because of freedom? Well, yeah. You know. But the message paraphrase says it just a little bit more simple. Christ has set us free so that we could live a life freedom so that we could live a free life so it was for freedom that Christ set us free means you've been set free to celebrate that freedom to live in that freedom to rejoice in that freedom you know not to still be a slave not to still be a captive to the things of your past in fact they even take, never let anyone put a harness of slavery on you again. Never let anything bind you again. And so that's what they're struggling with. They're struggling with people who would come amongst them, trying to tell them, nope, you've got to do this, this, and this. They were struggling with the things in their past. And we do that. But we have been set free. If we are captives, if we are slaves to something, it is because we, in our freedom, have allowed ourselves to do and become slaves. But we are called to be a free people, a redeemed people, adopted into the family of God as his children, that God himself would indwell in us through the Holy Spirit, heirs to the eternal inheritance. Free, because as John 8, 36 says, the Son has set us free. So why do we forget? What makes us, what distracts us from that freedom what in our lives binds us and chains us? We talk about deliverance from smoking. You ever wonder why it's called chain smoking? Think about it. It's binding you. It's controlling you. It is a ball and chain around you, holding you, pulling you down, you know. They may think it's because it's one after the other and a succession and a chain and a sequence, but it's also a chain, a physical chain. You've seen those videos, right? Yeah. Where, you know, the person is like, you know, truth.com and they have that little person that's always annoying people when he's at a party and something like that and dragging them out. 
itself can be like that no matter what it is. Whatever binds us, whatever chains us, can control us. And so we know we're free, if we've been called to be free, and in fact, if we've been free before, then how can we still be slaves? What is going on? Because there are things that can come into our lives that will ruin our relationship with the Lord. There are things, and Galatians 4.17 tells us, there are people. Galatians chapter 4. false teachers here in Galatians. But let's be honest. When we think of false teachers, we might imagine false religious teachers. But we live in a society of public opinion being the golden rule. Right? People's public opinion have now overrode what the Bible even commands in some cultures, especially in the world today, right? It doesn't matter. That was 2,000 years ago. That was just JK, as they say, right? Just joking. Just kidding. It's okay now. The Bible wasn't meant for that. The Bible is the same today as yesterday. God's the same today as yesterday. You know? So the Bible's still relevant. But they don't think it matters. They don't need to be in a position of a religious leader to be able to influence false teachings. Because look at the society and things that the world is trying to stress are acceptable now. And we call it progress. We have called it freedom, haven't we? The freedom to be who we really are, right? Who you are should be defined in Christ. If it's not, then you're not free. Because he's the one who gave you freedom. And if you're not free in Christ, if you've not been set free from him, through him, for him, then actually you're a slave to the world's definition of freedom. Imagine that. It says, Galatians chapter 4, verse 17, and those heretical teachers go to great lengths to flatter you, but their motives are rotten. They want to shut you out of the free world of God's grace so that you will always depend on them for approval and direction, making them feel important. what's right and wrong. The scripture tells us that just because everything is allowable doesn't mean everything is good. You can get away with just about anything. I mean, even if you know it's against the law, if you get away with it, did you, did you break the law? Yes. Yes. 
around to hear it. Does it still make a sound? It still makes a sound. It doesn't change the fact that nobody was there, right? If wrong is wrong and right is right, and you do something wrong, but no one knows, is it right? self-promoting in Galatians. And we have people on the news who want to define society norms according to what they want, right? They're self-serving too, aren't they? When we allow people to come into our lives and destroy our relationship with God, we are sacrificing freedom. They will mislead us and try to take us away from our walk with the Lord. Now, you have some out there who may intentionally, like these heretical teachers, be doing it so that they feel important. They don't care what happens to you. But then you have some who, if you follow them, will get you lost just because they have no clue how lost they are either. They may not even realize that they are in the wrong. They may have lost their way. Christians, but they think that church has its place and its time. That it's not for everyone. Or, in today's society, even worse, everything is good. All paths to God are acceptable because they all lead to Him, right? Mm -hmm. That's what they'll tell you. They don't realize that they themselves have wandered off track. They may begin to be unhappy, and of course, when you're unhappy, sometimes you avoid people, right? But these people. They try to make you unhappy with them. What's that old adage? Misery loves company. They want to bring other people with them. Well, if I'm going to have to go down this path, I'm going to take you with me, right? And then there's the other kind of people. 
people who know what's going on. They know that you are free, and maybe they can't be, because they have yet to deal with their stuff. Maybe they don't like you. Maybe they're mad at God. They don't like people who are happy. And they don't like people who are secure in that happiness. So they talk about you behind your back. They attack you and tear you down while they pretend to be your friend. They dig up dirt on you. And if they can't find any, they make it up, right? And if we focus on them and give them power over us, we are the ones who will begin to suffer. We will become slaves to their opinion of us. Well, they think I talk about Jesus too much, so maybe I should stop. They say I take this a little too seriously. A little sin never hurt nobody, right? What? The Bible tells us the wages of sin is death. It doesn't say that there's different stages of death. I mean, dead is dead. Right? I mean, partially dead or halfway dead, you're still dead. Never let anybody make you ashamed of the freedom you have and that comes with being free in Christ. Especially when you have been free from your past. We talked about that freedom and the relevance and the importance of being free from past. If you have been able to become free from your past and the things that would hold you back, if God has delivered you from that, there are people in that past who are still there. And you know what you should do for them? You don't go back there and get them. You pray for them. And you know what? Some of them, you can pray them out. They'll be convicted and they'll be delivered. Some of them back there, they're going to start talking about you. They're going to tear you down. You know what you do? You find people on the other side who are free with you. Find friends who celebrate their freedom in Christ. People in the present, people from the future, who celebrate their freedom and leave the slavery of the past behind you, including the people who may try to keep you there. Galatians chapter 4 verse 31 says, Therefore, brothers, we are not children of the slave, 
but of the free woman. In other words, what is he saying? Slavery was inherited. Well, sin, sin nature is born into us, right? We were born sinners. So, slavery is inherited. Back then, slavery was a thing. It was inherited through generations. If you were a slave, you gave birth to slaves. We are, we're slaves. But we have now been adopted into the family of God, who is, what? Free. Right? He is our freedom. So we are not children anymore of a slave. Slavery is not something that we have inherited anymore. We've been free. We've been given a new inheritance of a free person. The inheritance of eternal life. Bondage, though, can come in two forms. It can come from sin. And it can come from the fact that you get bogged down with the legalism of being a Christian. That's what happened to them. The bondage from sin is very real. Everybody has that. Everyone struggles with that. Everyone can be delivered from it. <laughs> For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Right? Romans teaches us that. The dangers with sin, though, is to make sure that we are very conscious about our own lives. We may have friends who is a little bit dumb for hurt, right? We may let our gird down. But we have to be vigilant about being free. also have to be living in the Word. The Bible tells us that the Spirit of God can live within us, right? And that is what can help us celebrate our freedom and to live in that freedom so that we can truly be delivered from the bondage of sin. We don't have to do it on our own steam and on our own power. In Galatians, they were struggling. They had people who said, this is the letter of of the law. You have to do everything to the letter of the law. If you don't do everything to the letter of the law, then you fail. And if you fail, you're not free. And if you're not free, then you're a slave to sin. And people were like, well, if I can't do anything right, why am I doing anything at all? Right? You ever feel like that? Well, I'm just going to screw it up. I'm not going to do it anyway. That's the danger, though, that comes from what they were struggling with called legalism. People get so caught up in the letter of the law. That's wrong. 
That's wrong. For instance, anyone ever heard, I only use this version of the Bible? Now, we've talked about paraphrases and translations all the time. I tell you guys, hey, consult them. They say different things. You'll believe different things, right? But some people, oh, they'll only use the King James Version. They'll only use the NIV Version. Some people won't use the paraphrase of the message or any other paraphrases at all because that's not even a translation. That's a paraphrase. Or how about songs? Now, we only like to sing these hymns. We don't like that new music, right? Anyone ever heard that? When we start to define what being a free Christian is by what it isn't and what it is, and it's not things that are set by God, I mean, show me in the Bible where he tells you that you have to sing Amazing Grace every Sunday. And, you know, we'll start singing Amazing Grace every Sunday. But he talks about freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Show me in the Bible where it says that you must use this translation, this version. It doesn't. You know, and if you ever showed me a Bible like that, then you're running into another danger because you'd be adding to the Word of God, and I don't even want to go there. Right? Freedom, however, does not mean there is no law, which is the final thing we need to remember. Romans. calls us in Matthew 11 to walk with him and to work with him, to watch how he does it, to learn the unforced rhythms of grace, to keep company with Christ, and in doing so we will learn to live freely and lightly.
giving you what more traditionally, Matthew 11, 29. All of you, take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. How do you live in freedom? By living through the example Christ has set. or man try to define it. First Corinthians ten twenty-three says, You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. It says it again, Church in Corinthians, had, they were being, this was a point he was getting across, 1 Corinthians 6, 12. I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. In order to truly celebrate our freedom, we're being commanded to take upon the yoke of Christ, to walk in his ways, to focus, to become a slave, essentially, to follow in Christ. And then that is how we celebrate our true freedom. It says, it was for freedom that you have been set free. Not freedom to live however you please. Not freedom to do whatever you want with no consequences. But freedom to live a life that follows Christ, that serves the Lord, that pleases him and that leads to an inheritance of eternal life. And so as we celebrate our freedom, let us throw off the things in our past and the people who try to drag us down. Let us be able to move beyond. If there are things or people that need to be delivered, that we need to be delivered from, let's take this time in prayer to do that. If there's people we know who are in the past that need to be delivered, we can take this time to intervene on their behalf and intercede for them in prayer. But let's take a moment in prayer to celebrate our freedom.
to claim that freedom and to dedicate our lives to living in that freedom. As the music plays, we'll ask you to take this time and pray. Father, we just come before you right now this day. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us. Help us to celebrate our freedom, Lord, to live in you, to be free from those who would try to drag us past and keep us slaves to the things that have come before. But let us celebrate our freedom by dedicating ourselves to following you. We ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.